it is I, the host of the show, the podcast. This is, of course, PMB. I am one of your hosts, Travis Foster, and I am joined by. And I am joined by. Yeah, the host introduces the guests. What do you? What are you? Trained? You're a host. You're a host of the show. I'm not the host. Oh. <clears throat> Hi and welcome to PNB. I'm your host Dylan Tierney, and joining me today we have PNB regular and uh, wrestling aficionado uh, Tilvar Foster. Say hello. And we are also joined by. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Is it- hello, I'm T. I'm TL Foster. How's it going? Hello. Is it my turn now? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need Kayla so bad. We can't do anything. <laughs> Hi, this is Brendan. I'm recently unemployed. <laughs> what happens when you get a room of three journalists that don't have journalists? I'm about to say three, three ex-journalists, if you will. Hey, We're hey, not ex. Hey, Brendan's exactly. doing freelance. Mm-hmm. True. And Dylan, you're doing stuff with uh, Stack Up. And Stack Up and OK Beast, yeah, but okay. Yeah. So ex-journalists the a one. Off. I'm the one that's... I haven't been a journalist for five years now. No, but you're the pop... Now you're a pop culture podcaster. I am a pop culture podcaster. And that's right. Put that on a... There's, there's more cultural cachet good. with that. Exactly, like, exactly. You're going to uh, get codes how, and shit. How can I parlay that into uh, getting on uh, uh, All Systems Goku? I mean, you're like a skip and a hop, you know, like six degrees separated away, you know. It won't yeah. be. It won't be difficult. They Skype in. Just get their Skype information. That's all. And then you start just, start bothering just, Jeff Gersman on his personal Skype account and <laughs> tell him you're the most. You're the. You'll fight every other Dragon Ball fan that wants to be on. I think that might actually be the opposite of how to get on that show. <laughs> you have to. No, you have to. We have to make up a fake anime show. Make a fake anime panel that we invite them on, and then boom. We have them on all systems Goku. It's that but easy. Don't you already but have a thing. real anime show? What if you just invited them on FMA or FMO? Uh, they, that you know, means you had to get them into watching FMO, FMA. That, but that is less of a commitment. They watch five episodes of Dragon Ball Z a week. They can do they one do. episode of Full Metal Alchemist a week. But without any context. So it's just right in the middle. And they're like, I yeah, let's no start the, the Let's start them right on episode 10 when fucking... <laughs> Oh, when Hughes dies, yeah. Let's see that emotional impact just whiff past them. Hey, it's episode it's episode twenty one and there's chimeras and we're in bricks. They're <laughs> <laughs> just watching the completely wrong full metal alchemist. Like uh, Shao Tucker turned to this weird fucking monster dude. Uh this is going kinda crazy. Oh man, that, that original show does go places. I was doing a little research a few months ago when we uh originally did the Shao Tucker stuff and Charles right. It goes nuts. It's not it's not Mars. Like it's like it's just weird. They were just like, yeah, what if Shao Tucker didn't die and what if he was also a chimera? Bum, like bum, he did it again. He did, it, he did again. it again. That Shao Tucker's at it again. Uh, uh Yeah, so uh anime is wild and probably more would you say it's more mainstream now than ever? Yes, that's hard. Kind of, uh, it's a hard thing to quantify, but I'd say so. I think so. I'd say it's only, I'd say like the last five years has been very much the same kind of mainstream. 
like my hero academia didn't come out this year it came out like two years ago and it has a day and date like sub i mean sub and dub sub so, and dub yeah and which so, yeah. it was just weird when you see stuff like dragon ball that you would find more of an international appeal is not is you know like a year and three months behind or something yeah but yeah, it's crazy. If you watch My Hero Academia, it's always crazy because Chris Sabat is the voice for All Might, which is like... Is this Piccolo so voice? It's just Piccolo. Except it's for a little Piccolo like, and a little Vegeta. When he's like super doing... like When he's doing his super move, he, he dips into Vegeta. But most yeah. of the time his candor is very Piccolo. Or... I just want... Or Armstrong. I, yeah, I haven't seen any of the All for One uh, dub. Dub, dub parts. So I, I wonder if, like, Awful One is voiced by Scott Shemwell, because that would be great. Oh, God. That would be, that like, would be pretty, pretty evil great. Evil Goku versus Good Vegeta. Give, give him a British accent. People give Sean Schmell a lot of shit for that British accent for Goku Black, but it was actually very interesting how how uh, they always, when they get new characters from, like, Super and stuff, they're dealing with stuff that hasn't even aired in Japan yet. So, like, they get... they I wouldn't even call them liner notes... They get basic premises of what these characters are, and literally they got Evil Goku, and Sean Chamel uh, has to go off of that. And it's like, well, there's this guy that he's allied with that is him, and he's like a deity British Kai god, so I'll make Goku sound like that? It's an interesting process, because like, we think Japan's so far ahead, but they were getting materials that were even farther ahead. So they got like Goku Black three years ago. Yeah, Travis, I, I want to watch you sit sit you down, and we're gonna do uh, all all Super Systems Goku. Where nope. it's just gonna be Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> nope, now they're rapid. <laughs> I want to talk to you about how Goku Black has so much squandered potential. That's all. <sighs> Goku Black's a bad bad character. <laughs> he is kind of a bleach villain, just kind of sandwiched into uh, Dragon Ball, but. I digress. Although related, I haven't playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Surprise, surprise! And mm, I want to say my Goku Black is looking pretty sharp. I will fight you, Travis. We we have this rivalry in fighting games, and you've beaten me in every Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom. But you come to my home turf at Dragon Ball Fighters, and I'll show you what for. Oh, too bad. I'm actually like really good at fighting games. So I know you are, but I, I've been I've been in the time chamber, you know, I've been training I'm actually twenty five years old, fun fact. Um you know, I've I've been through the ringer. I know my cell strings like the back of my hand. <laughs> okay. Cell's actually a huge problem in the game. He's like super stupid dominant. You, you guys see that really funny uh mashup where they took Plankton's voice. Plankton? Yeah. Yep. That's pretty they good. put Plankton's voice and like SpongeBob clips and dubbed it over Dragon Ball Z, and it actually works really fucking well. It's really good. <laughs> it's it, it slap a Mountain Dew Kickstarter on there, and that's just like me as a brand kind of just personified. <laughs> or, what's the opposite of personified? Put into content. Distilled. Distilled. Yes. Oh God. But hey, I'm not. I I'll. Stop talking about Dragon Ball Fighters just for now, but come December, I'm probably going to bring it back up. Just going to say. Why December? I mean, if we ever do any Game of the Year stuff. Ah, uh, okay. I was it's I was thinking, it. I was going to say, it's coming out on Switch in September, Switch so I'm sure in September, it'll be talked and about I'm, between now and then. 
I might actually double dip. That's a great system to put that game on and bring it with you and like have a showcase thing. Like, I'm thinking about getting it for uh, the Switch. And you know they're going to just resell the season pass, and it's like, fuck, but I need a fourth version of Goku and Vegeta. I mean, who doesn't, man? Uh, I mean, if they if he has a power pole and if Vegeta goes great ape, I'll be happy, but, you know. We have a whole other anime show for this kind of discussion, so we'll say. Although, there's not a lot of instances where Dragon Ball will come up in that show, but hey. A man can dream. <laughs> uh, let's see. If we want to run down the list of what I've been up to, I have been playing a little um, Pac-Man. Have you heard of a game called Pac-Man? No. T.L. Brendan, Pac-Man? Um, no. I think... That was that game that they talked about in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, no, no, actually, think, it was it was the Pac bad Man, guy in Pixels. That that was. Yeah, Pac-Man. Say, I think Fat Man was the guy who ate who ate his creator in Pixels. That that creator's hand in Pixels. Yes, that that. So they based the game off that uh, movie. Um, and I'm playing a game, a little known gem called Pac Man Championship Edition Deluxe, or no, Championship Edition Two Plus Alpha or something. It's literally like. Plus T two P or like Duo Decimal one half over eight. <laughs> it's getting that long, but it's basically it's Pac-Man Championship Edition two, and then it's an expansion that's focused on like two player multiplayer, which is actually way more fun than it sounds. Um I mean if you didn't know Pac-Man Championship Edition um took the core of Pac-Man and just expounded it to a lot more kinds of mazes and puzzles and uh boards, things like that. Um and this game kind of further goes in that direction and with a two-player expansion makes it like makes a weird uh asynchronous or not asynchronous it's a cooperative experience that you know you have your pac-man and then your friends like a blue pac-man and then there's like giant ghost bosses and stuff that you have to hit like over and over and over again that it feels a little bullet helly and how they throw like this giant ghost will spit little ghosts at you and you have to dodge it and hit them um and if you hit the ghost after you hit the big ghost you get points, and it's, you know, very Pac-Man-y in its point delineation. But, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard for me to sell you on this game. It's 20 bucks. It's, I'd say, very worth it. Soundtrack, very awesome, great EDM-y game music kind of soundtrack. It sounds it sounds like a fucking new Wipeout game, if that makes any sense. Which, for, you know, the high-energy, frenetic pace of Pac-Man, where it gets to, it's actually, it complements it very well. You might see it on a future uh, Patreon-exclusive podcast of ours, because uh, goddamn, that title screen isn't amazing. So, um, but hey, you know I'm reading. I'm reading the room here. Not you guys. You guys aren't you know feeling the juice for Pac-Man. I just so, never heard of it, man. I, you I can say we it. don't have Pac-Man fever. Uh, God, can I quit the show? Is it like yeah? It's been it's been a good run. Eight years, you know. <laughs> um, but. I mean, yeah, it's it's a really fun game, and it's only like twenty bucks. Uh, if you want to see like how, just watch the Gang Grumps they did on it. It's pretty good. Uh, way to just like pitch the game to you. Just watch that Gang Grumps, and if it looks fun to you and a friend, like give that a shot. So, I will um, check it out on your recommendation. Well, thank you. Thank You're you. Um, let's see. I played a little bit of Pokemon Go. Um, I was on a double date with a a friend of mine. And we were just playing Pokemon Go by uh, the college we went to, because it's a big hub for that stuff. And I don't know, like, 
Uh, it's fun. It's it's nothing I take too seriously, but it's you know fun just to play around with. Like so, I, I, I say, open oh, my app. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what I was gonna say is I uh, I have also been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, but you can finish your anecdote first. All right. No, I mean I was just saying that like I'm opening. I open it now like during the podcast, and I got a Pineco, and I never found a Pineco before. So I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, hey, I got a Pineco. That's exciting. That's I haven't found a Pineco. I could probably take it to like. The Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, mm-hmm. which got another trailer we could probably talk about today. Um, but you can probably transfer that to Pokemon Bank at some point, and that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm not sure how, because I'm pretty sure you can only transfer Gen 1 and Alolan. Yeah, for types. now. Yeah. Yes. But, you know. What yeah, for, I think as the as the game kind of goes forward, un, unless they do like a Let's Go Umbreon, let's go Espeon, or whatever the fuck they end up calling it, which <laughs> yeah. I'd kind of be okay with that. Um, let's go Jigglypuff. I'm about to say, who's like Meryl? Like, <laughs> let's go Meryl and let's go Pichu? I don't know. I don't um, know. But that's eh, fun. Like, it, Pokemon Go is a nice time waster. You know, just like, it, it gets you up and going, and it, I kind of commend it for that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not the heyday it was, but I, it's, it's fun. If I'm if I'm the passenger in a car or on the bus, I will at least check and see. What exactly, is going exactly. On. And, and from the trailer they showed for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, it seems more like a traditional Pokemon game than I originally thought. You know, there's still while there aren't wild encounters, you can still fight Pokemon in the wild. It's right. just they won't be random. Yes. You know, you'll see who they are before you get there. That's I don't I mean, come on. That's fine. I don't believe you fight them though. I think you only catch them like you do in Pokemon oh, Go. Oh, uh, you don't actually fight them. Okay. And you? Well, how do you get? Hmm. I think it's candies. How do you get XP then? Candies. Oh, yeah. You, to... you yeah, you do candies to get actual mm-hmm. rank and stuff. Yeah, I okay. don't know. See, I that's the one thing about Pokemon Go. Uh, let's go. I should say is that. I'm a little bit hesitant about is that there's no wild fight, or at least it doesn't seem to be. That's the, the everything indicates that you're just leveling up through candies that you get. So like, I got to catch stuff. Pokemon over and over and over. Uh, I don't know if I'm into that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a wait and see kind of thing. But yeah. I mean, from from what I saw, it seems like a, it's a fully remade Kanto. You know, like yeah, it, built from the ground up for with the Switch engine. So I. I and you it, fight tra- you fight trainers traditionally. So yes, I you do, and I, that's sure. so. That's the thing is, I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe that what you're seeing in that is just oh, this is what happens when you decide you're going to catch it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's just like the catching phase or something. It enters a new phase. Um, I, I'd like that. You know, I, I'm not asking for just more. Like, it, it, they can take those sort of leaps and and connections to Pokemon Go front and distance it just a tiny bit from original pokemon if if there's still you know gaming and gameplay and right you know like fighting and stuff like i'm fine with reinventing the wheel if you feel that's necessary but i mean also like coliseum didn't have random encounters you know xd gale of darkness barely had them like this isn't an unproven concept i think it's just because this is so tied to main pokemon games that Mm -hmm. it might seem that way but we'll see yeah i think honestly i think that the being able to i it's one of the things i like most about uh the modern era like dragon quest games and some other jrpgs is that they just you just run into like persona you just run into the enemy on the field that triggers yeah. the turn-based combat 
Like, I really like that, that setup because I hate random encounters. But mm-hmm. I also just recently played all of Ultra Sun, and I was fine with them then. Yeah, they're a bit more bearable in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. They are. Um, there's something about the way that the world of uh, Alola is built, like, it doesn't seem as scary as, or oppressive to run into Pokemon like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good stuff, you know? I mean, I, I, I think Pokemon... I, there's a lot of, you know, conjecture online about Nintendo. They're always in that weird spotlight where people are like, are they doomed? Are they not? What's going on? Uh, sell, 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 buy, 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 whatever that fuck. Um, because, like, they had a pretty great year last year off the back of... Zelda, Mario Kart, Super Mario Odyssey, all that. Switch had a very strong first year, but everybody's like, oh, are they going to be able to match this year? Like, there's only a couple, like, there's only a few solid games, and I'm like, they got, they got Mario Party, they got Super Smash Brothers, they got a Pokemon game on the Switch. Like, I, I, it can't be overstated just how smart, from a business perspective, they're playing Pokemon, because if people aren't feeling super on board with Pokemon, let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu after a few months. Well, then they're going to drop a trailer for, like, the Gen 8 game or the Gen 4 yep. remake or whatever it's going to be. Like, they're playing it super safe. Like, they're, they're going to do just fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with what the Nintendo Switch has right now this year. It all depends on how, like, what are you looking for experience-wise and what do you actually consider, like, a good release? Because mm-hmm. if you're someone like me, who loves playing indie games or you know or uh triple i indie games even uh there's so much to do so much to play on the nintendo switch there's quite a bit like every it seems like every couple of weeks there's some smash smash hit kind of indie game they put your hands on i mean you know? quite like, quite literally other than monster hunter earlier this year and then dragon quest in a couple months i can't like those were the and I guess God of War, but I was not a big of a fan of God of War as other people. But everything mm-hmm. else I've played has been on the Switch like, this year. Everything. I, I'm I'm with you on God of War. I thought God of War was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I I have I have um, problems with it that come down to personal taste over necessarily what it does as a yeah as a product. Um, mm-hmm. I can look at it and I can say. Yeah, that that thing is really good at what it does, but I don't think I like what it does. And there that's are totally fair. And there are some. I do think there are some overblown aspects of it, but that's that has more to do with how the game is talked about and marketed, and not about the game itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of just fell off after uh, before the Valkyrie stuff, and I was getting a little a little just uh, like I couldn't make a lot of progress, and I got bored essentially but yeah. i got to that and then it was a pretty wild fun ride it reminded me a lot of you know shadow of mordor and and the the fun i had with those games with a bit more uh personal progression tied to it i don't know like with with atreus like he was a really good companion for uh like extending combos and doing a lot of fun stuff like to me it felt more of a refined uh gameplay experience than the old god awards that felt like i'm kind of just slapping buttons and not really doing anything well, and that I might can, be a little unfair, but I can agree with that. I think the gameplay in that game is fine. I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, the stuff I don't like is I just don't care about the story. I don't care about the cinematic presentation of its story at all. And I kind of, I kind of hate the single camera thing. 
I think it's dumb. Yeah, that was a huge kind of like not not a marketing ploy, but I'd say just like when the game, the day the game came out, or a couple of days after, it's like, oh, if you noticed, it's all in one sweeping, like one shot, and I'm like, well, that's it's great and all, but like I, I think, don't know, like, I think could have done more with if you constrained it a little bit. Yeah, I think it slows down the pace a lot, and yeah, and again, like this is a personal taste thing. Like I know a bunch of people were super into that first. Uh, really big cinematic boss fight that was basically a Dragon Ball fight. I mean, yeah. um, but I just did not care for it at all. Totally fair, totally fair. I mean, like I, I wish I could get more into it, but I hit such a, the wall hit me so hard I just bounced off it almost completely, and I don't. It's I got so much on my plate game wise, it's gonna be hard for me to go back. Yeah, I just didn't want to play that version of. Uh, God of War at this time. I I mean I'm not even a big fan of God of War to begin with, so it's like I didn't have. I mean neither am I. So. I didn't have any. It didn't. Um, it didn't hit me as something as like, oh, this is a really big upgrade. Nor did I feel like I was betrayed by it or any. I just didn't. I just didn't have any cachet in that series personally. So. But I mean, neither did I, and then it was enough. Like the game from from you know the onset was enough to keep me going and i actually did kind of like where some story bits were going before you got to that the Valkyrie right. fights and all that stuff but uh, i don't know i i think it's easy to, it's easy to write off the old games as like you know nonsense bullshit there's mm-hmm. a little bit of something interesting with the old god of wars because like by god of war 3 like kratos is just an unrepentant like self-loathing asshole like he knows it but that and then you start getting questions of like, well, does that make it better that you're kind of performing these acts or whatever? And it's, right. Yeah. There's a little. There's a. They present a little bit of a morality play there, but like having this, having the new God of War be a little unforgiving or Logan esque, if you will. Yeah. I guess that that makes it a bit more mal like more approachable for people. Well, and the thing too is, um, I can look at that game and I can say, yeah, if this one's game of the year all over the place uh, like sure fine like it's technically impressive it played really well and they did interesting things with the story that you don't normally get with games like something i really appreciate about god of war is the fact that it's like all right your main quest at least at the beginning of the game is just climb the mountain to scatter your wife's ashes and it's reminiscent yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet yeah and it's just like okay well that's like you're not saving the world you're just doing that and mm-hmm. it's and then everything starts coming in on you because of your past exactly and and, and it, so it's it's not like there's no pressure and the tone and the pacing in that regard i think are really good um i don't i'm not a like i said, i'm not a i don't play games for their for stories so uh that's fair uh with some exceptions i mean you know i could think of several in which case that i mean i i've name dropped dragon quest and that's you know <laughs> but even then like in the in the pantheon of uh jrpgs dragon quest is a little bit less about its story and more about its mechanics but anyway uh god of wars um like it's more reined in scope in terms of what your objective is was really reminiscent to me of breath of the wild where it's like hey here's the Mm. here's the only objective that you have and because ganon already technically has won and destroyed the world like no rush dude like you just it it, it's up to you you take your time and figure out how to make it work like as long as you do it 
Um, and that kind of falls eventually. A, it kind of falls apart a little bit once you do all the, all the divine beasts, and they're like, "No, yeah." Because then Zelda's like, "Hurry up, Link!" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I still got like 40 shrines and yeah. a motorcycle to find. Exactly. And so, you know, but I think at the beginning of the game, and the way that it just, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel urgent, and so it it uh, avoids the problem that you get with something like. Skyrim, where it's like, dude, gotta save the world from all these dragons. But first... But first, let me put a basket on the shopkeeper's head so yep. he won't see me take shit. And then I'm gonna go become a masterclass assassin and a masterclass thief. And I'm gonna do and, XYZ. And a vampire. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess I better go save the world. Like, there's none of that. So, <laughs> I really like that about both Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild and God of War. Um, mm-hmm. I also think the combat's good in God of War. I think it um, it does some smart things. The only problem is, is that they had to give it a ded- a dedicated button to f- make moving the camera fast. And yeah, I, like Left 4 Dead shit. Yeah, I think that's bad. Like, just make the I, camera move faster. I think that's just faster. them trying to put a band-aid on the fact that they can't really be super fast or robust with their combat system. I think it's... Like, I, well, see, the thing is, I think the combat system is fast. I think their camera's slow. And they got oh, around... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and that's what I think. Like I didn't like the one shot camera. I would rather have had a faster and more um more control over the camera rather than have it be overtly cinematic cuz I just don't I don't need things to be framed cool. I'm going to if I want that, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to watch a movie. Like, watch a movie or watch a TV show? Yeah, I don't need that in my games there. But um So, the TL, I want to know what have you been up to? I know you've been kind of about uh, in the last week or so, but any any games you played along the way? Uh, let's see. What have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of MLB The Show 2018. Uh, I I've got the fever, and it's for the baseball? American pastime, and that is God. that is baseball. Uh, <laughs> put me in, coach. I'm ready to play to get today. Look at me. I could be at first base, which is what my character uh, is playing. He originally was a left fielder. Nassim to move into first base. Can I? Uh, can I get like? Can I give you a plaque that says "World's Nerdiest Jock"? No, because have you met jocks before? <laughs> and world's nerdy, uh, jockiest nerd. Then I don't know how to frame this, but <laughs> you're you're a nice jock though. I'll give you that. But you're the most on brand like sports game guy. Like, hey, I give you credit for that though. Like nobody else really well, talks I, about them, and they deserve no, to talk I'm, about. I'm, so I say that, like, Cat Bailey is actually probably the most on-brand <laughs> sports, sports person nerd. in the games industry. Yeah. Like, she is a lot better than I am. And she did a show with Richard Grisham, so, like, she is definitely a lot better than I was. I don't know who uh, Richard I, Grisham is. Uh, he was a guy, he did a lot of, he did a lot of uh, freelance uh, for Future back in the day about sports games, and I think mm. he is, like, the freelance sports guy. Because, like, Mm-hmm. So here's how sports works in this industry. You either A, have somebody on your site who, like, is, like, okay with playing sports games, or B, you get Richard Grissom to play your sports games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, that's, that's, your, that's your thing. Somebody's got to review NHL this year, and it's not going to be a staff writer, probably. I actually am glad that well, I, I actually hope more staff writers don't do that because like the people who like like oh yeah I play Madden like don't really like play Madden like it's just like yeah I've I've heard of Madden it's like I mean it's the same complaint people have about the Call of Duty games right like you can't just get somebody's like 
oh yeah, I play Call of Duty. It's like right, no, but the people right. who people who want to read a Call of Duty review need to know like, hey, the guns in this one feel really tight here. And if you're serious, like unironic opinion of sports games, it's it's the same game every year. You probably shouldn't be talking about sports games. And that's actually, why I and, actually hate you. <laughs> and that's why I don't talk about sports games. But that doesn't mean I think I earnestly think that they're the same every year. They're just it's not usually my cup of tea, and that's fine. Right. If you don't, like you said, if you don't know what the difference is, then that's fine. Just don't still have talk a conversation. Like you do. I don't care about your opinion about it. Like, and, <laughs> I, I, and that's one of the things I, I used to hate about this industry was like everyone would be like. Oh yeah, well they should just change Madden. Why don't you just make Madden one Madden, and then you just redo the T- game? It's title like, updates every it's, year, roster updates. It's it's way more in depth than that. And fuck you for just being very like myopic about that view. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, a little bit of nerd animosity towards sports. I could probably. I just, just don't I, get. I don't get why. But okay. <laughs> um. Anything else other than the than. Uh, America's pastime. Uh, let's see. I've been playing uh, some Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm getting close to high rank. Yeah. I think I'm like two levels away, and I've got to get high rank before we start our Monster Hunter series where me and Dylan and, and Brendan people, and Brendan and we need a fourth. We're gonna hunt down Behemoth. We're gonna <laughs> kill a god. You're gonna you're gonna be in high rank Anjanath armor. Me and Brendan are gonna be toe to toe in like Xeno shit or something. Uh, yeah, I I think I have at le- I know I have at least one full Xeno set. I don't think I have the other one, but I have full Xeno. I have full. I actually have a full uh, Kovateroth. I farmed I farmed oh, Karen really? enough that I actually got a full set fit with that. Not nice. as impressive as you might think, but it honestly, looks, it's pretty awesome. I uh, I I kind of fell off the Kovateroth thing, but. I mean, it's fair. I, I found it to be interesting. Like, it is the perfect thing for somebody, Trav, like you, um, when you get to high rank. And you don't want to, like, do the grind of, like, getting all the materials for weapons. You can just get a random mm. drop that is a weapon and is usually a really, really good weapon um, in a particular class. Like, I'm playing, you know, longsword and hunting horn, and I would have never really considered that before. Uh, I think it's like it's a really cool way to get these sort of, I'd say, high to end game level weapons in the hands of people who don't usually have those. Yeah, there's like some, it, it's really cool. There's some really cool looking ones too. Like even if you just if you're just doing it for the fashion, there are some cool looking and viable weapons that you can get for doing the Colvetera stuff. And when it comes to the boss battle, it's actually really engaging and fun. And I think it's how they should have done Zora Magnaros. To be honest, because uh, like Zor Magnaros from just playing, it's just it's it makes it a different game. It's not really like you're just kind of walking around this giant like mini continent looking for weak points, and it's just like this isn't really. I guess this is kind of Monster Hunter, but this I mean, is, isn't really the point. Honestly, that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like similar to other um, event kind of quests that you have in previous Monster Hunters against mm-hmm. other Elder Dragons. And this was, it's similar. Uh, Zora Magdros is similar, but at a, at a, when you get on its back, it just I don't know. Yeah, it's like I'm just collecting resources and exactly, exactly. And with Kovateroth, you're more like they say they were hyping it up a little bit on the outset of like, oh, it's a 16 person raid. And it's more like 
you're in your squad of four and you can have other squads kind of like deal a little bit of tertiary damage. Um, but you, you basically from your first fight with Kovateroth, you don't actually uh, beat Kovateroth. You know, it usually runs away and then you fight it again and it runs away. And the more people you have, the less it runs away and the more like rare, the, the sooner you beat it, the, the cooler drops you get. Um, or yeah. you could just fucking run out of time or die and you don't get shit. Um, but you know, you get, you get start getting patterns down. You start knowing what its weaknesses and stuff. That's part of the charm of the game is like finding out how to beat these guys and you know what what really makes them tick, where their weaknesses are, what kind of items you need to bring, and all that comes to fruition in Kovateroth. It's really huge. It's all. It, I'd say it's like close to or not quite Xenojiba in size, but you can still mount it. You can still do all the fun stuff with monster like that typical monster hunt hunting would have you do. Um, it's just a bit more... I don't know if nuance is the right word. It, it feels like the best of both worlds of of Zero Magdaros and like an Elder Dragon. Yeah, they, it, it, mm. they figured out how to... They figured out how to make it you feel like you're doing something on a large scale without having to um, add any needless extra systems onto what you're doing. Like... You're just literally right. rerunning that same quest over and over and over, which you're doing with most monsters anyway. But exactly. Now you're helping other people. There's a lot of cooperation. And so you don't have to do anything extra. The game is handling all that behind the scenes as okay, you're you're you know, gonna have higher gear drops because you did it this many times. There are other people on the server that helped this many times. And that's cool because it's like it adds a wrinkle to the game and it's a smart one but it doesn't make it doesn't take anything away it doesn't necessarily add anything new but it's it's just it's refreshing right totally like refreshing is a great word for it you know it makes it so that like you, you don't feel like it's it's so much of a slog each time you kind of go at it yeah it also the more you play consequently the shorter it usually gets you knock off more pieces it runs away or you uh you knock off its horns and then it like, you never really kill it, honestly. Uh, you knock its horns off and it runs away. Um, and then that's the, the complete quest. You never really kill Kovateroth. At least that's that's what I'm I'm thinking it is, right? That's how it was? I don't remember ever, ever uh, killing it. You do. You do end up slaying it uh, at the end. Really? I believe to... so. I believe I thought do. it just left after it dropped its horns, but I could be wrong. Well, you you drop both. I guess, yeah, you're right. I guess you, you maybe you do just take off both of its horns and, it and he just he away. just kind of fucks off and runs off and that's when it's complete go to your like quest objective i this is making me want to play monster Hunter so fucking bad right now honestly. oh yeah it me too um i swear every time like talking about monster hunter almost breaks me out in like metaphorical hives where it's, i gotta get my fix dude it's gotta, turns out monster hunter might be game of the year it, it is it really is <laughs> it really is like i don't it, it, am i really gonna sit here and think is Monster Hunter uh, gener- is Monster Hunter World Game of the Year or is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate Game of the Year? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I will be buying both. I will be I will be buying uh, uh, the other Monster Hunter. The only Same. the only reason I'm not probably going to double dip on PC for World is because of Generations Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm yeah, gonna buy man. if I'm gonna buy two copies of Monster Hunter, I might as well buy another one that's entirely different. So and that's like you know like ten times as massive or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And I get to just be anime as fuck. You it. really do. Yes, pretty much. You really no, do. Uh, well, 
Like, going from Monster Hunter 4 to Monster Hunter World, because I never played Generations, but with the stuff with the glaive, I, like, there's, it's so much extra, and there's so much more animation to it, I, I really, really like it. I'm going to be honest, I think 4 is, uh, 4 Ultimate is still better than Generations. Um, I played that really late after, mm. I played Generations much after it was, uh, you know, popular. I think it, yeah, it was just before World World came out that I went back and I played mm. Generations. And mm. I was like, yeah, it's fine, it's cool, it's whatever. And I went back and I was playing more 4, and even though I think Generations has some quality of life stuff that's good compared to 4, uh, it's just, 4 is a better experience whereas it's a bit bit more streamlined i'd say and and generations is cool because generations is like generations is your smash brothers of i was literally about to say smash brothers ultimate yeah it's this it's your (laughs) smash brothers ultimate of that of that uh era of monster hunter the previous stuff before world yeah yeah totally and it's it's got, like, multiple forms for every single weapon. You know, it's mm-hmm. very daunting uh, on the outset, which is why I think after you've kind of mastered Monster Hunter World and you're willing to forgive a little bit of uh, the lack of that quality of life improvement, yeah. um, that Monster Hunter, Hunter Generations Ultimate is going to be a great fit, especially giving it that switch bump, you know? Just having it be portable or or a console, like, whatever you want, I think it's going to be really good for the game. See, there you uh, go. I can't wait. Fucking... I can't wait to just make it anime. My character already looks anime as fuck already. There you go. And I just can't wait. All to I want to do is make my make my uh, glaive user literally be Darth Maul with a Super Saiyan wig because that's kind of what he does. You basically can do that, yeah. And controls a and can, controls a, a, a bug, bends it to its will, and saps enemies' juices for power. I love the insect right. glaive so much. All right, so so you're gonna it's you're gonna make insect glaive when we when we do the high rate when we take it out of behemoth like we mm-hmm. this is happening. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm a heavy bow bow bowman. All right, that's good. We need we need range. So I am a support and range. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, Brandon, what, what do you uh, got? So you got for here? world, I went switch uh, switch axe. Mm. Uh, See, I, the switch nice. axe is one of those weapons I didn't use until Kovateroth, and now I love it. so I much. I fucking love it so much. So it's a lot easier to use in world than it was in previous Monster Hunter uh, games. Like you had to be. You have to be really precise about your combos and um, the order in which you did the combos, but now you can just spam triangle and you're fine. It, it just auto does the the right move that you need to do. Um, hmm. But of course, like that actually enables you to do uh, much more nuanced resource management because you're not worried about hitting the timing on the combos correctly, um, right. which is really nice. And um, but other uh, you, in the past, I was I was a longsword or greatsword main. But I'm all about that. Longsword is definitely fun. I, I enjoy playing longsword. It's definitely fun. It's fun, and I like the ad, so the the changes to the longsword and the way that you do like you know the faint slash and some of the the dodge slash and stuff like that in world is really cool. And it's there's it's. One of those weapons where it's it's super easy to pick up, but to master it and to be the best with longsword, it takes a lot, a lot of timing. Um, and, yeah, and I yeah. am nowhere near the best. I can barely do a, a solid dodge slash, but I try. 
I can't wait to, to get make this happen. Travis, you really we, we gotta we gotta build you up, man, once you get to high rank. Like once you once you get to high rank, I think it's gonna be a lot easier for us to kind of uh, run along with you on your missions and stuff because I mean, you're gonna be able to largely keep what you're getting. Yeah, and like right. once you're in high rank, we could just do a bunch of high rank expeditions and just Exactly. All right, so what rate is officially high rate? Is it the the Kieran test? Like that's I know that's the first like I believe it's true. just once you beat once you beat Zormagdros for the second time, yeah. you are officially in high rank, and then everything resets. You're fighting Jagrasses, you're fighting Anginas, you're fighting you know Pookie Pookies, uh, all that stuff. Like it just resets until you'll go beyond. Uh, like you'll start getting the Elder Dragon territory. Mm-hmm. I'd say your first uh. super. Your big giant wall for high rank is going to be Nergigante, and I can't cannot wait to help you crack him open. I think I have. I don't think I have farmed a monster in world more than I have farmed Nergigante. I mean, Nergigante has a lot of late game and end game sets and armors and weapons. Yeah. So you're just going to end up fighting him a lot, and there's a lot of uh, equipment and items that counter that guy a lot, a lot. So you know you. By by fighting him to him and losing to him a bit and kind of regrouping and finding the rhythm to beat him, you're gonna be killing him a lot. And like Brendan, there's there's no monster in that game. I've probably farmed Nergigante more than like every other or at least half the roster put together. Yeah. You know? Oh like yeah. It's just absolutely. You fight him a lot, a lot, and it, I went from having him kill me every time to killing him in like eight nine minutes. Yes. Like, yeah. It's great. I, I that sense of progression, like it's something no other game. Besides, maybe some MMOs really have, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a lovely sense of progression through gameplay. I think that I never really got until this game. I think it's better than MMOs, and the reason is, is because this is actually fun. <laughs> got um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a very good gameplay hook, and not not just one gameplay hook, a gameplay hook for every weapon. Every single weapon yeah. has been very fine tuned to the point where there's no tier list for weapons. You just choose which one you want and go with it, like. There's some optimizations that'll be better for you. Obviously, don't play Hunting Horn solo, but I mean, yeah. you could if you want to, but probably don't. Yeah, there's, um, there's no, there's nothing preventing you from doing that, other than the fact that you may not have as good of a time. Exactly, it's an op- it's more of an optimization issue than a balance issue. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I I can't wait to I can't wait to actually like be with the team and use like because the heavy bow gun I use is a lot of support stuff like. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. great to paralyze. It's great to paralyze, you know, uh, a creature. But then, like Wavering Blast, is it really great at? Like, it's not really great at getting everything set up. Um, so that's why I say like it's hard to it solo stuff. Really, and yeah, it, it'd be really cool to be like heavy bow gun, and then what's this? Like Brandon just like hits a you know charge shot with the with the charge view like hits the final the ending bottom. like chainsaw combo yeah. ender for for charge blade and then blast a piece of its head carapace off and i'm like i mean i end up going in glaive and stabbing him in the back like oh i love months i love months hunter so fucking much man. it's i'm dude it's so good I, I i had a few sips of the kool-aid in months hunter 4 and then world they just gave me the fucking rest of the gallon like yeah i was i'm in i've been uh I've been drowning in Monster Hunter Kool Aid since Monster Hunter <laughs> Freedom Unite. Yeah, Two? that's a lot of. That's like the melee of Monster Hunter, pretty much. Yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, I was playing on PSP where I had to fucking claw that thing, and then Ad hoc. I, yeah, and then 
three three ultimate i really like three ultimate a lot four ultimate also and then got but world is just it's it's leagues beyond those games and so it'll be weird going back to generations it'll still be good i have no doubt but Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting for sure for sure i i cannot wait cannot wait which not to derail the monster hunter talk but this is related um I've seen a couple leaks in a different, a few different places uh, for the Nintendo that actually does a, tie in a little bit to Monster Hunter. Um, just because, like, they have obviously they've already announced it, uh, for the pipe Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Uh, did they announce that a little before E three? Was it? Uh, y- or the, a release yeah. date anyway? Yeah, or something it, like that. They, it, they, yeah, for it's some August, for August, some reason yeah. when when it, when the Switch came out, Capcom was a little hush about it. But I think once they realized that the Switch is such a money maker, they're like, "Fog it, get that thing on there as soon as possible." <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if World Two or whatever like is like the World thing, or even the next like this World team's Ultimate. Monster Hunter. Yeah, like this team's Monster Hunter wouldn't be going to Switch. It'd be more like World. I think we get. I think after this game. Everything will be very reminiscent. I mean, to if they can optimize yeah. Fortnite to run pretty well on Switch, I think they could do something on Monster Hunter World. That's that, but that is going to be a big team's like year long project. Is going to be optimizing something that's world esque onto Switch because yeah. it 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 runs hot on PS4. You know, like it's going to be demanding, and it might be where they try and do the whole um, like cloud gaming thing they did for Resident Evil Seven. Oh yeah, which I could- is- I could see that. Very technically on Nintendo Switch, only in Japan and only streamable. It's something, it's a weird rental system where you have it for six months and it's $20, mm-hmm. which for a game like RE7, I think is fine because you kind of get your fill. Would have to be a different story for Monster Hunter, I think, though. It's probably I, so that they I can, want to own that game. It's probably so that they can phase out that game uh, and open their whatever cloud hardware to run whatever else. To the new one? Yeah. Yeah, like RE2 remake or something. Whatever they're going to show, yeah. Whatever they move on there. Something like that. I can't, yeah. That, I mean, that would be interesting to try that, but, like, I, I'm just very apprehensive about having a world-esque game on Switch because it's so, like, there's so much stuff in the background and, and the little details on Monster Hunter World that would just be very tough on anything that's not, at bare minimum, a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Well, you know? so, I mean, I think, I think you could have a world-esque game on the Switch if you gave it an art style that was reminiscent of, say, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, heavily stylized and cel-shaded, sure. Yeah, it, if it looked a little bit more reminiscent of the older kind of cartoony uh, Monster Hunter style, which I guess is not really cartoony, but it's, you know, it's brighter, more polygonal. More animated. It's, this, is, this is very... They're going for at least a certain modicum of realism, and that's why there aren't certain monsters from the series in this game is because they would look utterly ridiculous like that giant snake from four uh the laggy or the or the goku monkey or the goku monkey exactly <laughs> all of that stuff it it, it would look kind of goofy and out of place whereas if you if it was cartoony and leaned more on its art direction rather on it its technical prowess you could have something look great like i mean Brother Wild already, already kind of plays like a giant open world monster hunter in monster some ways. Monster hunter, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that. the reason. That's how I got. That's how I was actually able to get into monster hunter. Was like through Breath I of the Wild. I used it like I was playing Breath of the Wild. Like exactly. honestly, yeah. Like I mean, that's totally fair. The meal system, the different armor sets, the the weapon um, durability is entirely different. But going after a 
uh, a gold Lionel in master mode, like that requires the same sort of preparation and uh, attention to detail that going after an elder dragon does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what, that is totally fair. I think that it's technically feasible if they go at it in a different direction, but then, like, would it be a separate game from, like, what's on Xbox One and PlayStation 4? Or could they could very easily just put that game on Xbox One and PS4, I guess, if they really wanted to. I mean, they could. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're going to see a bifurcation, maybe, in some of it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Like, mm. if there is... Well, they already, have, they already have them split into two different teams as it is, right? Like, they yeah. have the Generations team and then they have the pro team like the not pro team but the the main game team so what if that was what the generation team went to they went more into that i mean they kind they of totally cartoony could. monster Hunter world sold incredibly incredibly well i think it was like it's finally western mainstream yeah which absolutely. is a hard and, nut to crack and i think if they keep if they keep um if they keep monster hunter um if they keep monster hunter in like the with the quality of life stuff that monster hunter world did I think that is key. Like I remember, um, Bob Mackey did a review for it for US Gamer, mm-hmm. and like he like what he said, like as try as someone tried to go back to play other Monster Hunter games, what he said was true. It's like a lot of that stuff. Like I'm not used to a world where you have to make sure you have enough whetstones, and you can't just yeah. use whetstones once you're like once a creature flees. Like that's a perfect time for me to to do that. Like you can't Stone really enough. do that. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really yeah. do that. I mean, that, you know, that is a problem. I think just because I've drank enough of the Kool-Aid, I'll probably just look past it as like, well, it's a technically an older Monster Hunter. I can kind of, I can change my mindset a little bit and deal. And the and conversely, it won't have the pacing issues that I would say Monster Hunter World kind of has in that, you know, once you kind of reach the end, once you beat Xenojiva a bunch of times, once you kind of do what you need to do, there's not too much else to really do. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they've I'd... done they've done well with their post uh, launch support. I'd say fantastically well for the fact that it's all free um, mm-hmm. and not super microtransaction heavy or anything. Um, so they've done that well, but there's still just an issue of just like what I just nothing to like. What am I gonna fight Nergigante again? What am I gonna like try and farm for for gems on Xenojiva again? Right. Like there's only there's only so far you can take that and. Generations and Generations Ultimate, not going to have that issue unless you play for, like, 600 hours. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I got, I got, uh, I think it was, like, almost 120 out of the world. And that sounds like a lot. I mean, I somehow got that even faster than I got um, to that that many hours in Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. But on, you know... Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, I think I stopped playing at, like, 200, and I hadn't completed the end game. I was, you know, I'd just, I'd been futzing around in G-Rank, and I still had, mm-hmm. you know, tons to right. do there. Because, so, like, other Monster Hunters, that's the thing, is, like, that you have the low rank to high rank grind, and then you have the exact same grind again with high rank to G-Rank. And, it, and, and there's fight. entirely new weapon sets, and the monsters have new moves, and it's, like... It's a it's a very different game at G rank than it is in low and high rank. Exactly, exactly, and I I understand why they couldn't really incorporate all that stuff into World because like World is already bustling, it's you know filled to the brim with all kinds of stuff that crammed into it. So well, and- sacrifices had to be made, and they couldn't put as many monsters in you know at, at, on the outset unless they wanted to push the game back super far. And I I feel like World has been in development for a long time. 
but and, yeah, and I think I think their their arch tempered is like their G rank, basically, right? Well, well tempered is different because it's just it's. Just no, I mean the arc, the arc, the arc, the arc tempered. So, arc tempered, Kieran. So the thing about okay, so the thing is, World is the first Monster Hunter game that we've gotten that isn't the that doesn't have G rank in the West since Monster Hunter Three, uh, on the Wii. Right, but because ev- yeah, over in Japan, yeah. like. They get they get a non G rank game and then a year later the G rank version comes out, so we only we, get the G rank. We only get the G rank, so I mean I'm fully confident that there will be some sort of expansion or something for World. I mean, should they choose Monster to do Hunter World that? Ultimate? I exactly, mean, they, they can stick with the Ultimate tag. I mean, they don't need, they might not even like, like call it Ultimate. They might just be like, here is our G rank expansion. It's a thirty dollar DLC that adds I don't know a handful of new monsters, a bunch of new armor and and weapon sets, and uh, you know a new area or two. I could see that. Now, do you think do you think it'll be a brand new game where we all have to restart our our stuff, or do you think it's gonna be uh, among the lines of like a uh, Guilty Gear Revelator or in all these fighting games where you can just kind of buy into the the new game and keep your progress. I think it's gonna. Be- I I wouldn't mind. Well, I, I so I think this the new uh, Monster Hunter is coming out on Switch. I think that'll be the test case, right? Because can't you transfer over your save? Uh, yeah. Yes, you can. So I think that might be the test case. I wouldn't mind doing a restart. So, I mean, the thing that... For World, I'm not sure. Here's the thing. The thing that that World has as a benefit over previous games is we're talking about games that were always on carts or, you know, eShop games that didn't get massive expansions on hard drives, you know, hard drive space and stuff like that. Like, I think we're going to... what If there is a G-Rank, which I hope there is, and I'm pretty, you know, I'm fairly confident that there will be something like that, world um mm. i think it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be your hive mind or your or war mind or whatever it's called for destiny 2 you know it's gonna be your your big year two expansion that is you know it doesn't you can keep playing the game but it you know everyone else is gonna who wants to move on to this new expansion stuff there's that i think it'll that makes more me like excited that. for january 2019 uh, I, honestly i don't think i don't think it, it's that um i don't think it's that, that far-fetched no that far-fetched to assume uh. that january february like quarter one 2019 we might all be playing a whole other set of monsters in monster hunter world again hell yeah god i cannot wait for like uh, what's brachidios Brac- uh the Brac- brachidos uh, the blast monster yeah. It's like fucking Barrel Dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, dude. That thing is weird. It's a, it, is a, it is an enigma of a monster. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I just want to kill the Goku. I don't want to wear the Goku. <laughs> Skin Goku and wear his, his suit. There is a definite I'll ma- kill lack the of mammalian monsters in world. Like, they're all... Well, but like you said, I think it's easier... I think it's easier... Um, for the whole, just for the mind's eye of looking True, at it right. and like the um, uncanny valley of doing a reptilian, uh, it's it's the reason why dinosaur films do better than like there's only been one ape film and that's King Kong, right? Yeah, and it always doesn't look great. Like Kong Skull Island. I think I think well no, I'm just saying like other than like the Planet of the Apes movies, like just recently it came out um, in the original ones, like. When they when they kind of askew more human, 
mm-hmm. it looks a lot easier and it looks a lot better but when you make the big monkey monster movie they it like you can see like kind of the flaws in it i think it's easier to do more of a reptilian or amphibian like type monster thing and have it look more scale to like more scale to kind of what am i trying to say like more scale to like to to see like as more realistic yeah i mean because you can like it, there's I, I guess it's just easier to kind of like to model after and you're not worrying about like hair follicles and right all that other well, stuff. And, yeah and yeah we all I mean, just Google, you know, a gorilla, and now you know, like, oh, that's what King Kong's supposed to look like, is this dude. And whereas you Google a dinosaur, it's like, well, I don't know what this thing looks like in real life. I don't know what they really look like. So there's no, there's no, like, real life um, example to, to, to base your, yeah, do I believe this or not? Like, we've all seen what, you know, you know, whether a zoo or documentary we've seen what a wild animal today looks like like a monkey or whatever but we don't know what a stegosaurus really looked like right so there's right. a bit more avenue for creativity and imagination to, to go through compared to an ape yeah you know and while while this has kind of got my brain uh running around in my head of just like what if they had the balls to put like legit ass godzilla in Monster Hunter, like, be so that just, I mean, they're putting Behemoth in the would, game. Would that break the internet at that point? Like, Actually, <laughs> that's a really good point. I think both Colvay Teroth and Behemoth are weird compared to the other ones. That actually, like, I could see Zenoger now in that game. He's like, you know, this weird. He's basically Behemoth, but he's got like right. this weird, you know, electric. He's got a weird flip. Yeah, yeah. Like, if Behemoth and uh, Kovateroth can be in there, I guess I could see stuff like that. So, I don't know. Who knows? God, I would, lo- I would love if just, you know... That, that is an E3-level announcement, I'd say, though. Just like... Absolutely. God, Godzilla. You are going to fight Godzilla in Monster Hunter. Now, obviously, it's going to be a scaled-down version of Godzilla, but by God... Well, or I mean, they... Maybe. Unless they kinda, Zora Magdaros that shit. I was going to say, you kind of already do fight Godzilla. Its name is Zora Magdaros. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, just like just having that design, just like because uh, in terms of a monster under monster, it's kind of bare bones, you know. It's just a big bipedal lizard with you know plasma breath or whatever. I'm looking at it right now. It, this thing is just fucking Godzilla. This is just like <laughs> this is just Godzilla with a it weird is. tendril beard. Or I mean, I alternatively, I guess you could do Pacific Rim, but that's more. That's I don't know. That wouldn't have the same appeal as, or as broad, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know if you it know this, happen. but you guys, do you guys know the lore of Monster Hunter? It's basically uh, the lore of Pacific Rim, right? Like these monsters just start cropping up, and like, no, they... I, I don't know, I don't know the lore of Monster Hunter. Let's let's do All right, it. So, let's so, so, <laughs> um, well before the events of any of the Monster Hunter games, there is a highly advanced society of humans who uh, very um, advanced technology, and they are, you know, they live alongside dragons. And the dragons kind of like teach them how to be technologically advanced. So humans are learning how to enhance their strength, elongate their uh, lifespans, all this sort of stuff. Um, And then they decide, oh, we're going to create our own artificial dragons. And this creates a war between this highly technologically advanced civilization, dragons and artificial dragons. And it basically destroys the entire world, 
uh, ecological collapse. It kills all of the normal dragons, I think, with some exceptions, which is what you end up with the elder dragons, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then all the weird creatures that they cre- created uh, start populating the earth, and that's these new, you know, weird uh, wyverns and whatnot. And all the, like, you know, the switch, the switchblade, and all that stuff that comes from their weird technology that still kind of works in this now, you know, tribal kind of society i guess in in world it's it's you know they're starting to colonize but in the other games they're basically like tribal nomadic societies with weird technology right. and so like it's fucking weird but i say all that to say that you could totally have a mech show up in that in this world and technically out of the lore it could be you could you could make it work <laughs> i god I've, no it wouldn't even be godzilla it would just be some weird mecha godzilla replicant or something yeah, i'd yeah. be okay with that totally I'd be, I'd be totally fine with that. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I've been playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> there we go. Thing. Um, and we'll probably play more stuff. Like I said, I definitely now that Brent, now Brent, now you have more free time. Um, oh, yeah. I definitely want to do more Monster Hunter stuff uh, with you and totally. Dylan and and a fourth. Like I said, I'm about to get through high rank. I think that would be really cool. I need to buy a. Um, a capture card because I think I think me going through high rank I think that's a good video feature that we should be doing I mean we could do something PMB. it wouldn't take much more work than actually me you uh, and I, I think Reese played the game a lot didn't he oh yeah couldn't remember yeah no so yeah, yeah. Reese, Reese. I think Reese is right there. yeah uh, so but that yeah, would be I mean, fun all we have to do is really just get on discord and me get it in the capture card and then like we could we could call it like <laughs> P&B goes high or whatever or like <laughs> P&B gets high or yeah, the the ranking of hunting monsters, P and B. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, I I can't wait for you to get through uh, to to help get you through high rank because it is going to be frustrating for you at first. I guarantee it, but it's gonna be so. Oh, worth that it. that o- that Ogonon fight has been uh, frustrating. He's the fastest monster in the game. I'll give you that. So it 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 won't get any more. Uh, from a pacing, like, you know, camera perspective, any more irritating, but there's some tough cookies out there, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely do that. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing, um, play some Final Fantasy VII recently. Um, and so there was, like, this Pokemon meme that came out really recently where you everyone picks your team and Dylan, because he's an asshole. Uh, pick the team for me to have bug type. So I figured, yeah. hey, you know, it'd be a really cool way of doing not doing a nuzlocke, just like doing a game where I do all bug, bug types. And I was playing through uh, Leaf Green, and yeah, you poor uh, bastard. Fuck you, Dylan. <laughs> I, I I know. Gonna, I'm think... glad you intentionally caught my malice on that. Like you knew I was being a motherfucker when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna gotta have Heracross and Caesar and. Well, I mean, you could do like so if we if you did all the games every generation, I could do a, I could do a like a very good. But you chose Leaf Green, so you have fucking what like Butterfree, Beedrill, and Scyther. <laughs> Butterfree, I'm gonna name every bug type: Butterfree, Beedrill, oh god, Scyther. Well, everyone that's variable: Butterfly, Beedrill, Scyther, Pinsir, uh, Paras- Parasect, Pinsir, um, and Venomoth. That is it. Great! What a great team. Uh, enjoy Blaine. <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
like There's no rock it, like, bug type unless you get to like Armaldo and shit from Gen uh, three. Yeah, but I mean, if like if you go Gen five, like you have, you have I mean, Volcarona. You, you have more, you have more stuff. Yeah, you have, you have Volcarina that you can work with. Like as you go into later gyms, like you have more stuff where you can Armaldo, uh, uh, you got that. Carablast is really good. Is that bug uh, super beast, ultra beast, whatever? Ultra it's beast. Called. Yeah. Oh yeah, Buzzwool. Yeah. Oh, Buzzwool. I love Buzzwool. I love Buzzwool so much. But they made Bug Bite. They made or they made Leech Life or something. Um, like they made it do like eighty damage, and I'm like, this is incredible. Like Buzzwool gets stronger with every kill he gets, so I'm just gonna. He's the ultimate sweeper. Yeah, it's Buzzwool. Gastropod is actually one that I've been using a lot. Um, is a really good water bug type, like. If there was later on, it would have made more sense. But you chose Leaf Green, you fool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, that's all I've been playing. Brandon, what have you been playing before we dip out of here? Um, oh, I'll be brief. Um, I've been playing a lot of Switch stuff, like I mentioned. Um, Fortnite on that's pretty good. I have completely fallen in love with Hollow Knight. I think yeah. Hollow Knight is straight up probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, it's like, so what is is it's kind of a Metroidvania, right? It's yeah, it's the perfect hybrid of the two D Metroidvania style and Dark Souls. So if you know, we're hitting all of it: Metroidvania, Dark Souls, Monster Hunter. The only thing I haven't brought up is Morrowind. Otherwise, you know, and Dragon Quest. Okay, I was on a PNB <laughs> show. There we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. I. I I have nothing but high praise for that game. One of the, my favorite things about it is that it's extremely difficult. Like, the combat's hard, and it forces you to fight in order to regain health. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's got, like you know, a Souls-like thing where you're collecting coins, money, and you drop your money when you die, and you have to go back to your corpse and uh, pick it all up. And if you die in between there, you lose it. Uh, but the thing is... So, like, there's a lot of really difficult bosses and whatnot. But there are so many open paths at any time, just in the world, in the overworld. Like, you can go and explore mm-hmm. constantly. Like, I never was at a loss of something to do in that game. I was constantly hmm. I was constantly exploring a different path. Like, let's say I ran up to a boss and I was like, I'm just, I'm just not making a dent in this. I'm going to go do something else. I had plenty to do. It wasn't until the very, very end where I felt like I was funneled into, you know, the last few little things to pick up here and there. But even then, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, hmm. I never so I, I never felt lost. I never felt like I was a, in a wall. I could always just continue exploring. And um, it's huge. It's a very big game compared to I mean, it's probably closer in size to the new um, to the Metroid 2 remake, which is a very big Metroid game. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> getting around, uh, getting around the world is hard, and there is a fast travel system, but it's there's only a few spots. So I think that would maybe be the only negative I could say is that you know some of the navigation to get to and from places can be a bit of a chore. But it's you know again, it's a difficult game. It's like Dark Souls it's supposed to be that way. Um, I love the art. I love the music. And it does the thing that Dark Souls does, where it doesn't really tell you what its story is. It kind of says it in weird dialogue and uh, environmental things that you run into, item descriptions, all that stuff. Um, 
It's hmm. it's really good. It's it's just there's only one spot. I think of I that, will I will pick that up on your recommendation. It's it's like I was telling some people um, recently that the games that the three best games that I have personally played in the last I don't know few few years I guess would be um, Breath of the Wild, Monster Hunter World, and uh, Hollow Knight. Like it'd be those three. So all right, you know. yeah, got, I've got. I'm on like totally on board with two out of three of those at the moment, and I can imagine like, uh, yeah, friend I, of the show, Mister Bibbs, he's been he's been you know, he's been hollering about Hollow Knight since it came out. Like, he honestly, was, I think he's a huge advocate for that game, and it, it's it's a great on uh, it's a great title on Switch. You can you know I I completed the game in 36 hours. I got 80 percent or no, almost 90 percent of the items. I think it was like 87. So there's, you know, there's a lot to do and explore and it's a really big game. It it's mm-hmm. I think it's like it's less than 20. It might be $15 and it's like, like I said it is $15. It's, it's that weird Switch game that's not 14.99. It is $15 exactly. Yeah, and it's worth that $15. Let me tell you, man. It's, like that extra shit. penny comes in it's it worth is it. It is a good fucking game. I will recommend that. I it it might uh it might be my new favorite Metroidvania game, so yeah. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, speaking of Metroidvanias on the Switch, I also played Owlboy. I did not like Owlboy. That is. Did you play it after Hollow Knight? <sighs> yeah, I did. There's the problem. Um, Your I mean, standards are so high for that stuff now. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it looks great. Owlboy looks incredible. And the music's good in it, and I, I think the the story and the characters are charming in a way that's reminiscent of Final Fantasy IX to me. But mm. God, there are just some really poor design choices when it comes to the way that they do some of the bosses. The control scheme is really um, annoying and it's unintuitive, and some of the bosses require you to do some pretty precise movements that are just virtually impossible. So, ah. yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, maybe other people won't have the issues that I have with it, uh, but I would, if I was gonna p- tell you to play a game on Switch, it would be Hollow Knight. Well, good to know. Um, All right. Yeah. But, like Switch is Switch is fantastic for those kinds of games. Yeah, it's and, so like, good. And there's, you know, I've been playing. Oh yeah, go ahead. I mean, between like Pac Man, there's it's great for those like you said, triple I. Yeah. Games. It's so good, and there's so much coming to it. I wish. I wish I could somehow play Monster Hunter World on it. I wish that Dragon Quest XI Switch port was coming day and date with the other ones. Sooner. Like, <laughs> I don't want to play any other console. I will to play the games I want to play, but I don't want to. Yeah, Switch is just Switch has its hooks in me like that too, man. Like it's it's the one console I want to play. Oh, and I guess I would also give a shout out to um, Bloodstained. Uh, Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon. Really I have that fucking too. good. It's it's. That game is, I've been playing that on and off. Yeah. yeah. That game's great. That game is surprisingly great. Honestly, it has, I just thought it was gonna be like a demo for the main game or something. Yeah. But it, it it might be better than the main game. Honestly, it's that's probably yeah. going to be better than the main game. I think it's, I'm going to go out and say it's supposed to be better than the main. Game. I I think you guys are probably right because I I'm still apprehensive. This has made me less apprehensive about um the Curse of the Moon or, or Ritual of the Night. I think. Ritual of the night. Ritual of the night. Shit. Um, 
I mean, they're all. It's you know, it all sounds like a Castlevania title. So whatever. Castlevania, but, the Castlevania. I mean, this is this is the best Castlevania three clone ever, and it does a bunch of stuff that's really you know neat and surprising that you can do like. It's only like two hours to go through one run of all the levels, but the levels have alternate paths, and you can choose to either completely not recruit people and have it super hard mode, or you can kill your recruits when you first encounter them, and your um, your original main character will gain new abilities and stuff. So there's <clears throat> wait, you could do that? Yeah, yeah. Like how do you wait? So after what? after you come after you complete a level, you beat the boss. Uh, those first four levels where you um, run into Gebel and I'm God, I'm forgetting the other all their names. Um, yeah, you can kill them, and you will gain a new ability. Um, and they will no longer be recruitable. You are Ooh. blowing my mind. Yeah. I did not know that. So you that. can make you can make like, or you can or you can completely bypass them, not get any new abilities or boosts or whatever, and just make it an extremely hard game. And so you know, the first time you beat it, you unlock basically a harder mode. And if you want it to be really hard, you don't recruit anybody. You just have your one character, and you play it on classic mode where you only have like whatever it is one 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 life or three lives um it's hard but it's good it's really fucking good hmm. so yeah now not i don't want to derail oh actually go ahead finish up oh i was just gonna say those are the those are the games i've been playing they're all on switch buy a switch now speaking of switch games okay uh uh so i just went down this uh, slight and i mean very slight rabbit hole on twitter um, about Super Smash Brothers leaks, and it's all tied to 4chan leaks, and I'm not going to talk about the general thing, although uh, Mother 3D was on that list, I will say. Hmm. So uh, keep that name in your head. That's weird. Um, wait, 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 what did you say? What did you say? Mother 3D. What? Mm, <laughs> imagine a 3D remake. Mm? I'm melting. <laughs> I, knew that one, I knew that would kill him. Um, but I... I've deduced, uh, I've done my Charlie Day conspiracying, um, <laughs> when I saw some gameplay demos of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, mm -hmm. uh, in previous games with Diddy Kong in it, his, uh, you know how everybody has jab attacks when he mashed the A button? Uh, his I, jab attack was, I'm sorry? I was going to say, I'll take your word for it. I don't actually know, but yeah. <laughs> That's totally fair. But like most characters, when you, uh, like just mash the A button, they'll do like a, a jab okay. lock attack where you're just doing a bunch of flurries of jabs. And Diddy Kong, uh, in previous incarnations, had this uh, tail wag attack, or it was a multi-hitting, like, tail whip kind of attack. Mm -hmm. And in Smash Brothers Ultimate, he doesn't have that anymore. He just goes into, like, a, simple, a typical 1-2-3 attack. Now, it would usually only be, like, oh, it's just a gameplay change. Like, we're just going to change up Diddy Kong a little bit uh, to take that move out. Because nobody really cares that moves in or out, really. That, that and, and for the people who play Diddy Kong a lot, that attack was kind of garbage anyway. But why would they take that out if not to have Dixie Kong as an Echo Fighter? Boom! I think Dixie Kong's going to be an Echo Fighter, which is part of the leak that was I, that I was talking about. Is that Dixie Kong and King K. Rool are going to be revealed pretty soon for uh, Smash Brothers. Mm. I think... I. I'm going to take it's your word too... for it on this one, too, man. 
I, I'm going a little crazy over over <laughs> the fact that they took his tail wag out. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but now that was the only reason people said before that they couldn't do a Dixie Kong Echo Fighter for Diddy Kong is because of that tail wag attack. And that changing that would make it not an Echo Fighter. Echo Fighters fit very specific criteria of clone characters, as as it were. Um, but without that tail, well, as a as a Smash expert, as uh, you're, you're you are the v- video game apocalypse certified Smash expert. Exactly. Thank you very much. Put respect on my name. God. Uh, as a Smash expert, <laughs> um, I'm going to announce that Dixie Kong is not going to be in Smash Ultimate. You son of a bitch! It is instead going to be Kumatore. You know, it's going to be Tiny Kong. Tiny Kong as uh, an Echo Fighter. For who? Not Diddy Kong, though. She's an Echo Fighter of Mr. Game & Watch. But that doesn't make any... Tiny Kong's like... What? Like, like a fucking Mary-Kate and Ashley surrogate now? Like everybody's waiting for the Donkey Kong game, game where she's 18? Is that what it's... Am I, am I looking Look, too far into that? <laughs> yes, you are. I Sure. You know what? After, after Donkey Kong Tropical Race, I don't... There was a bon- Bongo Blast? They made a weird... They made a weird spiritual successor to Diddy Kong Racing that actually kind of sucked ass. They did? I don't know what that has to do with... Yeah, they did. It's called, like, Donkey Kong Bongo Blast or something. I don't know. Oh, weird. It, it was very, know. very underwhelming at the time. And, you know, it was prime Wii time at, at, at that moment, so it was just kind of lost in the void, I guess. I mean, I very rarely try to miss out on my prime Wii time, so... <laughs> God... It's a dick uh, joke. So anyway, I mean, between that and the fact that they actually announced uh, Pokemon Funko Pops leads me to believe that this leak could be legitimate, and there's a lot of shit on this leak that's interesting. Like, new Super Mario World? Question mark? Okay. Sure. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Mario Maker port on Switch. Mario Odyssey DLC with Delfino Island. That's that's a bit too good to be true kind of stuff, but... I'm seeing you... Is this what you posted in the group chat here? This is the image I post in our little chat that we have. Uh, is it going to have that shitty Delfino uh, theme song? I want the victory shine get sound, please. The, all the accordions going nuts everywhere. Let's go. Um, although I did find it weird how it's just like... Uh, shit, there's, a, there's like a Switch port house that puts... Western games on Switch. I think it's called like Panic. It's Panic Button. That's it. Panic Button. Uh, they're, they're saying that they're going to have like Mortal Kombat X, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Fallout 76 on I, Switch. I like, would buy. I would buy only Fallout 76 as. Not literally buy it, but I would. I believe only Fallout 76 is a possible one. Well, not even Kingdom Hearts 3? No, dude. I don't think. I don't. The reason I don't think Kingdom Hearts 3 is because. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 looks too technically good to be on the Switch. That's fair. A, a similar comparison to, again, Monster Hunter World. I guess like I could it's see... Too, I guess I could it's see too prim and proper. I, could, I guess I Mortal could Kombat see Mortal Kombat would be weird, though, because that's that's uh, that's a game that came out in, like, 2014, 2015. I mean, they've done ports of, like, Donkey Kong Country, Topical Freeze and shit, but, like, Mortal Kombat 11's coming out, like, next year, I thought. So, ah, uh, maybe. Sure. But yeah, once Mother 3D happens, I'm gonna like just dance on uh, Travis Fo- uh, Travis Foster's. I'm not gonna say grave, but like I'm just gonna fly down and dance in front of him, and he's still gonna be in shock and all. There is a there is one thing on here that does give me pause. That I'm just like I just don't see how this is even 
possible is that the Final Fantasy VII remake is coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that seemed a little like like that might that might be a logo or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe I could maybe like maybe they just put Final Fantasy VII on the Switch somehow. I mean, shit, that would be cool. I'd play, I'd play like it. the PS4 PC version that's on on sure. stuff now on Switch. Yeah, I'd I'd, pl- I'd play that. I'd play that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, out of all these things, the thing that makes me go like, yeah, that's actually like, that's almost idiotic if they don't do that is the Mario Maker for Switch. I mean, yeah, at some point they do have to just swallow their pride and put that out because Pretty like, yeah. it's, it's the last, it is the last bastion of Wii U uh, quality that has been moved over at this point. That and like, I don't know, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I mean, unless we get the, unless we get Wind Waker HD on there. Oh, God. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's fair. But, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the leak, and, like, it seems there's just enough that I think is there for it to be interesting. Honestly, like... And I, to, to humor it. I would be... I would be super stoked if even half of this was true. I love, you know, love the Switch, love Nintendo. Most of these announcements would be really cool. I love leaks... This stuff is great, but something about this one—I don't know. Do you think it's one of those too good to be true things? Like, I do. Oh, here's Mar- Mario Odyssey with Delfino. Yeah, uh, Mario like Mother Three remake. Like they throw in—they <laughs> throw in just enough stuff that is like so obvious. It you know like oh a Mega Man Eleven trailer and a Pokemon Go the trailer, Plus trailer. All this stuff's like yeah okay well we know that that's gonna happen at some point, but it's these you know. Final Fantasy VII this remake. Leak, this leak happened before the announcement of the Pokemon Funko Pops, and the first uh, leak on this announcement is Pokemon Funko Pops, with Mario and Zelda like later on. Okay, so yeah, I see. That, I, I guess uh, yeah, you're right. There is, like I said, just enough to keep me interested. Yeah, I'll true. Say, and not to write that's it off, true. but God, yeah, like it, out, after Ridley, like in terms of like villain. Uh, tier lists of like Smash Brothers representatives, like people have been cl- people have been legitimately clamoring for King K. Rule, I'll say, and it would be a pretty nice nod to those games. Yeah, I could see that. So after that, I don't fucking know because there's also there's also like a separate leak that also has Dixie Kong and uh, King K. Rule for July, but has like there's specific Smash announcements and trailers every month leading up, pretty much. I, um, I mean, they that, did... and they all have weird code names like Prime Rib, which is like the Dark Samus Echo Fighter, I guess, and like just a bunch of weird code names. Like, doesn't make a, a lot of like the Archer, which tells me that's Decidueye from Pokemon. If you had to ask me, uh, God, I hope makes so. Too, it's my makes too much uh, sense. Right, it's my favorite of those starters. <clears throat> um, I mean, it, yeah, me, me and Travis are about to be like actually. <laughs> Let's talk about Incineroar. There's a wrestle cat. Let's talk about There's Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both excellent, excellent designs. And what was the other one? Like Prim- Primarina. Primarina is okay. Guys, I I hate Incineroar. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna level with you. Come here. on, he's All like right. he's a well, heel. He's like enjoyed, a heel wrestler. I, if you enjoyed watching, if you because uh, I can't take the slander anymore, and we do have to. End. And, it, and we are we are getting long in the tooth on this here episode, so yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, it's a good time as ever to wrap it's just it up. My unemployed Thanks, brain. Thanks, Brendan. I just I lose track of time these days. I have so much time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, um, we, yeah. we were all on board until your Incineroar hate. Okay, <laughs> He's it's not awesome. He's it's awesome. not that bad. It's just, it just, there's something about it. I just find it a little bit idiosyncratic within the rest of the. Uh, oh, we had this debate when like Sun and Moon came out. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, that's all coming back to me now, but. Okay. I'm just glad he's not fighting fire. Yeah, stop I with think the fighting fire. That's what me and me and Trevor were kind of hung up on is the fact that hey, he's not firefighting. We've had three generations in a row of firefighting. This is nonsense. Please stop. He's literally a heel Pokemon. Like, he's a dark type because he's a heel. Like because he's kind of a shithead. A, okay, he's a bad guy wrestler. Okay. Like come on. <laughs> okay, I want to square off with fucking um with also. Uh, Lucha. Also, here's the thing. His character design... I, I don't work for the decks, and Alex Fosciotti does that show, and it's great. But his character design is actually based off of a very popular uh, wrestler in Japan that was based off of an anime, Tiger Mask, but more specifically, Black Tiger Mask. Black Tiger Mask is Tiger Mask's eternal heel, you, and is usually is usually played by a gaijin wrestler. So are you uh, are you ghostwriting for the decks? Is that what you're announcing now? They've never done. They haven't done an episode in forever. Are you gonna, are I would you, love to. <laughs> I could definitely do one on High Lucha, not High Lucha, but on High Lucha, but also doing both wrestling in Pokemon. Do a special. Yes, I mean you could do Hariyama for like sumo wrestling, even. That's true. But yeah, okay. He's so. a good design, Brandon. He's better than your fucking <laughs> whoa, whoa. Robin Hood. Calm, calm your down. Robin calm Hood down. ghost. No, no, no. I can't. I gotta pull a centrist card in this one and say that they're both great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. It, it's cool. I, and, and, I mean, Archer, like, there's not a lot of Archer represented. Like, ranged combat in, in Smash Brothers isn't super uh, apparent. They unless, unless give him, they didn't give him the ability to make his actual, like, he has a hidden ability that they've never made available that would actually make him probably one of the most dangerous Pokemon in the game. What ability is that? I actually don't know. Uh, wait, hold on, let me pull Sarah uh, now we're getting into competitive Pokemon talk, so you know we're about to wrap. <clears throat> <laughs> right flustered. now, this is right now this is like Bibbs' favorite part yeah, of the but, episode. But, yeah, like, but yeah. The thing here's the thing I'm gonna say. Here's here outside of the design, if we're gonna bring up types, I really like that it's Ghost because I like Ghost pipe Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's Ghost a good, starter that's is great. A uh, yeah, so Longreach. Uh, oh, it is available. How do oh, I'm going to figure Probably out how to Ultra get it? Sun, Ultra Moon has a thing you, like an ability swap or whatever. Yeah, but Longreach makes, uh, but Longreach uses its move without making contact to, with the opponent, which that means that static no longer becomes a fucking problem. So yeah, basically it makes it so that abilities can't really hurt you in in uh, bad ways, kind of thing, because you're not yeah, Ruskin, yeah, Ruskin, um, static, like anything like that. Uh, the, I, the I burn one. This up because, I will say because that now this makes. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. And this just makes Incineroar a lot better because. Oh, oh no, not intimidate. No, yeah. intimidate's actually really shit. I don't really care for it. But intimidate's like a bottom tier. Like it's what your Growlithe or your yeah. fucking Puchienda has from the start. Yeah, so. but no. What makes it now? What makes it Primarina now becomes dangerous because it has Liquid Voice, which makes all sound based moves water type moves. Ooh, which makes which makes like that that now uh, Primarina is now in the game. I'm going to figure out how to do this. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm now in the rabbit hole. I was just going to say I think Decidueye looks kind of gross in Pockin, but that's that's it. 
Pokemon just has a lot of gross designs. It's not the best style for uh, these Pokemon to be kind of presented in. It's yeah. just mm, there's a lot about Pokemon that should be great in theory. This ends up mm, not so much. I like my Pokemon to look cartoony, not with realistic scaly feathers. This event apparently just happened this year. Why wasn't this everywhere? <laughs> you have a oh very my. specific needs, Travis. Oh my god. You have to use Pokemon Bank. I will be doing that tomorrow. I mean, I could just getting just send you my copy of Ultra Sun. I don't think I'm going to touch again, so. Yeah. I have Ultra Sun. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm, I just I just need to get these. I need to get these hidden ability Pokemon. That's all I need. <laughs> There you go. Hit up Bibs. I, I'm sure he'll lead you to the way. And if you want to listen oh. to Bibs talk about other Pokemon games, you can listen to Grind Forever, the RPG podcast that I and uh, TL over here head up. Uh, me and Bibs recently talked about uh, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald for a little over an hour. And I take pride in the fact that I took zero notes for that episode uh, and because I didn't need them. I knew pretty much everything I needed to know about that game from the uh, top of my head. And anything else I needed, I had like... Bulbapedia open, but as we discussed, Bibbs is like a walking, talking Bulbapedia. We call him like Poke Pares because he is just, he is a fountain of knowledge. For, I was name, trying to name like late generational uh, Pokemon later in the episode, and he was just naming them before I could even get to them. It's just like, damn, dude. So listen to that episode. Um, uh, TL and I have got uh, Full Metal Optimist back on the rails just in time for the saddest episode or one of the saddest episodes of the series. So uh, go ahead and check that out if you can stomach it. Um, we've got a bunch of uh, Patreon shows going up. we got uh, early access for Level Select that's coming out for the general populace tomorrow. But for everybody else on Patreon, it's already up. As well as PNBFM Episode 2 with uh, three not too far off, I will say. So uh, thank you for your support. You know, uh, Brendan, thank you for your support. I know you've been... Uh, Throwing us a few shekels here and there for uh, PNB over the months. Yes, um, it's nice to have you on. Your great, uh, great vibes and great fit into Trav's and I's uh, sort of how we talk to each other. My pleasure. You compliment yes. us very well. Yes. Thank you for having me. So, uh, for TL, for Brendan, and for myself, uh, be sure to keep that equivalent exchange. Have a good Different one. show. <laughs> have a good one. I'm now, I'm, I'm, ah.